0: What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Maybe the question should be who are the scariest people in the world? What if I told you that you had to have a moment where you had to speak to a bunch of teenagers? Oh my gosh! Let's talk about it. What's happening? It's me, Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and we're back with another episode of the What's My Story podcast. I'm so glad to be here with you because we do what we do every week. I was trying to find a word that rhymed with you do. I was going to say voodoo for a second, but I didn't want to go back there. Anyway, we're going to be talking to a fantastic guest today and discovering, as we do every week, how they got from there. To hear how they got from the place where they had some struggle and some obstacles in their lives to the place where they have now reached success. Now, before we jump into that, do me a favor, I want you to text me right there, right there. Did I get it? Okay. 410-936-4049. That's going to get you in touch with me, my team, and you'll get to know when we're going live. You'll get special information behind the scenes, access to stuff that nobody else has. So make sure that you do me a favor and text me 410-936-4049. I want to share something else with you. We just had a fantastic summit we just had the fantastic story to stage summit last month. And we had people like Lois Kramer, Delatoro McNeil, Tom Schwab, Kat Dunn, Rain Bennett, Kirk Nugent. We had um, we just had a fantastic time telling people or sharing with people how they can attract their ideal audience, grow visibility, and generate income using the one thing. That's unique to you, your story. So if you missed the story to stage summit, but you really want to get in on all of the goodness, do me a favor right below me. Go to story forward slash summit story forward slash summit. And the last thing that I want to share with you before we move into our guest today is if you are watching this right now, hopefully you are not driving. Don't be driving. Don't drive while watching this. Because we've got the audio version, which comes out every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. The audio version of the What's My Story podcast. Simply go to What's My Story Podcast.live. Sp- podcast. And you'll get the prior episodes and you'll get all of the goodness and all of the nuggets from our fantastic guests. With that, let us jump into our episode for today. I have a phenomenal guest. Lisa Braithwaite is a public speaking coach. She's a consultant who helps purpose-driven business and nonprofit leaders build visibility, credibility, and awareness for their work. She's the author of Presenting for Humans, Insights for Speakers on Ditching Perfection and Creating Connection. And she's also a former advocate and educator in the nonprofit sector. Let's jump in with Lisa Braithwaite. Lisa, how you doing? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. So glad that you're able to be here and join us today. Tell us, what's the most exciting thing that's happening in your world right now? What's, what's, what's good for you?
1: Honestly, the most exciting thing happening in my world is uh, recovering my Instagram account after having been hacked on Saturday.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Seriously, okay.
1: the last 36 hours were major drama where my account was hacked it was taken over and then they started sending out messages to all of my instagram con- uh, contacts um asking them for money asking them for codes to help them get get back into their account so they could hack more accounts um, it was quite it was quite a drama mm-hmm. and i'm back in and i'm me again so that is actually <laughs> the most dramatic thing over the past 36 hours.
0: Wow. We don't recognize how tied we can co- we, we can become to not just um, social media, but when we have certain things interconnected with our business and our yep. lives and they get interrupted, my goodness, it's, it's like, it takes you weeks to recover, it feels like.
1: I, and I, I, it was a weird feeling like I was completely violated, like somebody yeah. had robbed my home and not because I'm a communicator, Mm -hmm. not being able to communicate with people to to tell them what was happening. I mean, I went to Facebook, I went to LinkedIn, I posted things everywhere. I had my husband and other people I know, post on their accounts that I've been hacked. And then I also have amazing friends and colleagues who messaged and texted and called me and were like, I think you've been hacked. So between everybody reporting and me, it took a while because the actual the way to report that your own account is hacked yeah. is not easy to find in Instagram. So it took me a while to find it. But once you find it, they ask you to do a, a video selfie where yeah. you show a couple of angles of your face. And if you have photos of yourself on your site, which, of course, I do because I'm a speaking coach and my right. business is to, you know, show my face. Uh, boom, I got 10 o'clock last night. I got it must because it was like technically uh, Monday business day for Instagram. Wow. I, I got all the, the stuff to log back in.
0: Wow. Uh, so
1: really was it was a very short time frame. And yeah. I've heard people completely losing their accounts, not being able to get back in and and all these nightmare stories. But for me, it, it turned around rather quickly. And, yeah, I felt powerless and out of control. And it was a, a really scary feeling.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad you said that word scary because that's a really Segway. great transition. <laughs> Segway. It, yeah. Into... The, the hook that we talked about, so was we, we asked about scary experiences and then we talked about teenagers. So take us back several years ago to an early experience that you had. So you're a public speaking coach right now. You teach people not just about what to say, but how to say it in a way that connects with, with people authentically as well, right? But yep. you had to start somewhere. As we all did. So tell us a little bit about that early experience when you spoke to the scary people.
1: The scary people. Well, the funny thing is I was on the speech team in high school. Mm -hmm. So I I had speaking experience. I was a theater major in college. So again, standing in front of an audience, performing, all of that was never a problem for me. But yes, it was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I realized in that in 2022 that I this whole thing started 20 uh, 30 years ago. So I'm a veteran now. I was working in a domestic violence organization. It was a new job. I had just gotten hired and uh, kind of straight out of grad school and I was running the children's program. So in the shelter with the women and their kids, I was gonna be working with the women and their kids to help teach them about healthy relationships and healthy parenting and all these things. And um, second or third day on the job, I was handed a piece of paper, a a one page bulleted outline of a presentation and was told, by the way, you're also going to go into high school classrooms and um, give presentations on domestic violence to high school students. And, um, at the time I had already been working with children for a few years, which is how I got the job, but the, the age of children that I was working with kind of ended at, oh, sixth grade or so. So I wasn't familiar with working with teenagers and all I knew about teenagers was that I had been one and that we can be kind of a pain in the butt. Right. And I just, all I could think of was I'm going to go into these classrooms. What, teenager wants to hear about domestic violence. Who's, who, who wants to hear that from me? And um, and they're going to be, I just figured they were going to be rude. They weren't going to pay attention and all these things. So I, I started going into high school classrooms and I learned very quickly. I mean, I picked on this quickly. Also at the time I was like 26. I was 26. I was young. I was, you know, I was fresh. My brain still had a lot of room for stuff. And I very quickly realized that human connection is what was going to work for me. So that, yes, teenagers, number one, they were, they were voluntold. I mean, they were mandated to sit in that room and listen to me because it was their classroom. So it wasn't like it was their choice to come. So I had to realize that I had to very quickly figure out how to connect with them, how to build trust with them, how to show them that I uh, respected their perspective and their point of view. I had to show them that I could listen and hear anything that they had to say. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to manage hecklers or you know people who wanted to challenge me and and of course what i realized right away was that very many uh, many of these youth were coming from homes where abuse was happening of course right because that's my job to know that and realizing that i have to really build a sense of trust so that kids could open up and maybe not tell their own personal stories but really, open up and ask questions, and feel comfortable talking about this issue. And very quickly, I I figured out that this was what I needed to do. And this one-page, you know, bulleted thing that had been given to me from somebody else, I I started adding activities and exercises and questions and worksheets, and you know, having them uh, talk to each other and talk to me. And the other thing that happened a lot was that the teacher would check out. The teacher would be like, oh, there's somebody in the classroom speaking, so I'm gonna go grade papers. And so when the students would act up, the teacher wouldn't pay attention, wouldn't even notice. So I also had to learn how to manage my audiences when they were distracted and all these things. So what I tell people now is everything I know about Speaking, I learned from teenagers. And this is going to be my next book. Now, I've been saying for 10 years, this is going to be my next book, but it really is. It's really going to be my next book. I have to just, you know, have to put it together. I have to figure out how how to make it happen. Uh, But that was a huge learning experience for me. And I highly recommend that anybody who wants to learn how to engage and connect with your audiences on a real, authentic level Mm -hmm. go. Talk to you, because they're not going to BS you. They're if they're bored, they're going to show you they're bored. And in fact, for teenagers, they like to look bored even if they're not. Right? They're they're going to be like <laughs> looking out yeah. the window, like you know, they're going to act like they're bored because it's not cool to you know to listen and interact with the, the speaker. So all of the things that teenagers do were my starting point in learning how to connect and engage with an audience. And that's my core teaching. That is yeah. at the core of everything I do. Authenticity, authentic connection, you know, ditch create connection, which is the tagline of my book. Yeah. And really looking uh really understanding how to build trust and respect with your audience and engage with them on a human level.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about the the book, the ditching perfection for just a moment and I want to yeah. ask you a little bit about um, what were some of the challenges that led to you really beginning to, to write this book but before you dive in I want to just go to a sponsor moment for just a second when we return we'll, we'll dive into why you started to write this book Ditching Perfection.
1: Hey. Do you need time to focus on the income-generating activities that grow your business? If so, My Office Professionals is the only agency you should consider. As an optimum business support agency, we provide virtual administrative support, online group coaching, technology training, graphic design and web design services through our vendor partnerships. We also help you build relationships using send-out cards, and we offer smart, simple legal coverage through Legal Shield. Contact My Office Professionals today and start growing your
0: business tomorrow. Visit www.myofficeprofessionals.com. If you want to make sure that your team moves along effectively, if you want to release some time or gain some time back in your schedule, make sure that you connect with Teresa Robertson and her team at my office professionals. Let's get back to this interview with Lisa. So Lisa, you had this experience with teens that really sharpened your saw that really helped you get to a space where you were able to create an authentic connection with people and now you're in the space where you're, you're, you've moved from teens to grown ups, right? Which is, which are really just kids <laughs> with bills pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what, why did you decide to write this book about ditching perfection?
1: Well, the bottom line is that I had been writing a blog since 2005. I highly mm-hmm. recommend if you want to write a book, start writing a blog 10 years ago. So I, I, I started this blog in uh, maybe 2006, actually, maybe 2006. And I was very a very active blogger in those days. That's what we did, we wrote blogs. There weren't other places to be putting our content. So I wrote this blog for years and uh, I spent at least one year writing six days a week. So you can imagine that I had a lot of content And I got up to about 2015 or so, 2015, 16, and I thought, I really need to turn my blog into a book. There's Mm. so much content there. I I should do something with it. And the interesting thing was, I didn't really know how to do that. I was kind of reaching out to uh, book coaches and and book serpas, but they were all really about writing a book from scratch and I said well I have almost 1500 blog posts and I'm not starting a book from scratch people I have content so I went to an NSA uh, conference the National Speakers Association sat down in a chair taking a break one day from all of the, the the speakers and a woman sat down in the chair next to me And she had amazing hair and a great outfit. And I just looked at her and I was like, I love you. I mean, I thought that's pretty much how I introduced myself. I said, you look fabulous. I love you. Who are you? And we started talking. Turns out she was a book coach. Mm. And it also turns out that she had been wanting to take her own blog and turn it into a book. And i told her i wanted to take my blog and turn it into a book and lois kramer who you mentioned earlier yeah she had had the same conversation with kathy earlier she had a blog that she wanted to turn into a book so lois and i became kathy fiox first blog to book clients nice and she walked us through the process of turning our blog posts into a book and she provided the editor and the publisher at the time, um, different publisher now, but we uh, we all went through this process together over the course of about a year. And all three of us put our blog to book, books out on the market, you know, within six months, excuse me, wow. six months or so of each other. And so that's how this book happened. It's really uh, a kind of a compilation of essays is how is how it reads and so each of the eight main concepts that are covered have a couple of short essays within that chapter um i i I can never remember if it's chapters that have sections or if it's sections that have chapters but anyway that's how my book came about and so the reality of that is that's about 60 blog posts right there out of and now i have well over 1500. And so there are easily five more books inside my blog. Wow. And that's so that's the the thing about teenagers is that I could very easily find enough blog posts about what I learned from teenagers to turn that into a book. So it's just a matter of getting getting a book coach again and getting somebody to walk me through the process. This is something that I am not interested in doing writing, sitting down and writing a book from scratch, because Mm -hmm. I do so much writing already. It's already there.
0: Yeah. So why did you feel the need to address perfection? I mean, when people come to you or when people who desire to be better public speakers come to you, what 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 is the biggest thing that keeps them from being a connector or a connective Mm -hmm. speaker?
1: In my world, my clients are mostly business professionals, nonprofit leaders, thought Mm. leaders, and a lot of these people feel that they have to be taken seriously. Mm. And in order to be taken seriously, they have to be the smartest person in the room, the most clever person in the room, the most impressive person in the room and so what happens is they end up taking themselves too seriously and they get on stage and their their presentation is all coming from their head and it's all data and statistics and just the kind of stuff that bores us to death right? right And so, first of all, I I did, when I decided I wanted to write a book, when I went back into my blog, what I noticed was that's what I was writing a lot about. So I actually wasn't fully aware of what the majority of my content was. And I went back in and I realized, wow, there's so much about engagement, human connection, ditching perfection, uh, actually Kathy Fioxx. And I you know, kind of worked, came up with this all together, the ditching perfection and creating connection. But um, I realized in my world of the business speaker that they just take themselves too seriously. They're too buttoned up. Yeah. And I, as a bit of a weirdo myself, <laughs> you can't see it right now because it's a little faded, but normally I have bright pink hair. Yeah. Usually it's up about two inches high. I wear giant earrings and bright colored clothes, and I feel like I want to bring people more into my world Mm -hmm. (laughs) of having fun, of enjoying yourself, of bringing your whole self to the stage, your whole self, not the self that you think is gonna impress people because that's only a piece of you. And we're multifaceted, we're like diamonds, you know, and we're multifaceted, there's so many parts of us. And so this is why I started going in that direction. Yeah. And I get a lot of, these are a lot of my clients, the very buttoned up people who want to have more fun on stage or I say on stage, a lot of my people are speaking in boardrooms or on Zoom. They're not necessarily, they're not professional speakers on big stages, even little stages. Yeah. Uh, But they're the people who want to loosen up, who want to have more fun, who want to enjoy speaking more. It's not necessarily, most of my clients are not afraid of speaking. Uh, They're just, they're just at a point where they know they could be doing so much better and connecting Mm -hmm. so much more with their audiences and and they're not.
0: So you talked a little bit about, well, connection, you talked about the, the desire to be, Academic scholarly, smart with from 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 uh, certain groups of people, but I want to step back for just a moment to teenagers, and you mentioned sure. that you learned a lot of lessons from speaking to teenagers, so what can you share with us what what's one of the biggest lessons? I mean, as you speak to people and try to get them to unbutton their collars, so to speak, what lesson Did you learn from teenagers that most grown presenters, grown-up presenters can take away?
1: This was really it. The, the, The concept of being authentic. And I know, I mean, believe me, I know authentic is overused and be yourself and all that. It's overused. But the way, I, the way I've been saying it now really is more about bringing your whole self. Yeah. Because with teenagers, they're gonna see right through you. And I, again, yeah. I was 26 when I started doing this work. So I was barely older than the kids in the classroom. And I felt like I had to be impressive. I felt like I had, you know, I'm a grownup and I'm gonna come in here and talk to you about this really important thing. And I realized that everything went better when I just relaxed and let the really goofy person, because I'm a goofy, weirdo, kook, you know, all those things. Yeah. I'm a really kooky, silly person. I say silly things. I make silly faces. And I realized that the more I brought my whole self to the classroom and right. didn't sort of... Um, shut off that side of me and only bring the professional grown-up side. Yeah, they re- they just related to me so much better. I was more approachable. I was more accessible. They yeah. felt like they could ask me questions and they, they started to tell me their stories. I had students who started telling me stories of what was happening in their homes or, or even if not during the presentation, they would grab me afterwards and say, and ask me questions and ask me what they should do about scenarios in their life. And again, I was talking about relationships between teenagers in particular. So how to have healthy relationships as young people. So they would they would stop me and they would talk about their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever. Right. And um, that, that was the learning. Bring your whole self. Because right. people want to connect with the whole you not just a cardboard two-dimensional version of you. And the minute I let all of that out, everything changed.
0: Yeah, love it, love it. Tell us a little bit more about how you serve and where we can get in touch with you. I think we're going to be putting your book um, information at the bottom of the screen here. So tell us a little bit about what we will get as we go to that link.
1: Oh, good, I see the link there. The book, so if uh, in general, coachlisab.com is my website. You will find options there for one-on-one coaching. You will find options there for corporate training. So if you're looking for somebody to come in and work with your team on their presentation skills, how to represent your company better when they go to conferences, when they speak to the board, when, if you're a nonprofit, if you are fundraising and all those kinds of things. So I do both corporate training and one-on-one coaching on all those areas. And lately I have been speaking more on micro presentations, the really short little presentations that maybe you have to give at a city council meeting or something like that, because that became a real big thing during the pandemic because we're doing so much virtual speaking now they can have 10 people on in an hour. Um, and my client told me this story of being one of 10 speakers in an hour. And then I also still do a lot of training around virtual presenting. Because unlike some people, I've been, I've been doing workshops and trainings online since 2012. And I've been on Zoom since probably 2015 teaching how to do webinars and virtual presenting. This is old school for me, I've been doing it forever. Uh, those So those are the main kinds of training and coaching that you'll find on my site. And then the book is just literally all about dicking perfection and creating connection. And as, as I said, there are different essays referring to different aspects of life and how they relate to public speaking. It's a book of kind of metaphors and analogies. Yeah. So sports analogies, food analogies, uh, performance. Any kind of analogy you can imagine for public speaking, it's in the
0: book. Love it. Love it. Lisa, thanks so much for hanging out with us today and sharing your story as well as the story of how to ditch perfection and create connection. Hang out in the green room for just a second while we wrap up. So I don't know if you have felt like you have to be perfect. I don't know if you felt like you've had to hold yourself back and compartmentalize who you are because you might be criticized, you might be judged, you might be made fun of, you might be ignored or maybe you might feel unheard. Here's the thing, you've got a voice for a reason. The experiences in your life happen for a reason. And one of the big reasons is to create change in the lives of others. The more that you share your story, the more that you share your experiences, the more that you embrace authenticity and the full version of you is the more that you're going to be able to make an impact and a difference in the lives of others. Remember, as we said at the end of every episode, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story, yeah, your story, it deserves a stage. So go ahead, go on, tell it. We'll see you next time.